Hey, welcome to the show today. Today we have Vikrant Shorya to the show. Welcome. Hey, John. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure, bud. I want to start off the uh, show the way I start off all my shows, which is a little description of who you are, what you do, and how you got there. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be uh, going very quick. So my name is Vikrant. I'm the founder of Authors on Mission. Basically, we help entrepreneurs and thought leaders turn their book ideas into number one bestseller. We offer done-for-you book writing, publishing, and marketing services. It means anyone, um, even if they don't have the time or don't have the skill set to write a book or publish a book or market a book, like we offer um, like all-in service. Like means uh, we take care of everything from from scratch to finish. So uh, this is what we do. And uh, long story short, like uh, my background, I'm a college dropout. When I dropped out of the college, um, I started my company. It failed. Then I started writing books for myself. Then uh, uh, it, uh, I, I saw some success over there. Then I started coaching people how to write and publish books. Then, then I actually transitioned to uh, the done-for-you services. So this is the, the quick overview of, of my background and how it got where well that's really interesting actually because you know it's like you said you're a college dropout and then you found a niche and uh basically uh you know writing books for a lack of better description yeah. my question to you is that uh how have you found the market like over the years you know i mean like right now we're getting into a lot of digital stuff like uh there's a lot of uh a podcast there's a lot of you know youtube you know people are watching videos more they're uh getting into the digital thing and i'm wondering has that affect the actual physical hardcover book um has that affected your business anyway or has it enhanced it yeah, actually it has enhanced it uh now for example 15 20 years ago uh most of the uh, readers they were going after physical book, paperback, hardcover. But then um, Kindle completely changed the game. Uh, most of the people started reading books over Kindle or mobile devices. So ebook came into the into the picture. Um, and then nowadays, thanks to you guys, like the podcast industry, now people are transitioning towards audiobook. Um, so interesting thing is... Um, even though like people are moving towards uh, ebook or audiobook still people are uh, there are a lot of people out there like who are purchasing paperback like i'm uh, i'm one of them right i i prefer reading audio like of course audiobook and the paperback so and uh, yeah you would find it strange but what i do is i plug an audiobook and then i also start reading that book like the paperback book so I take uh, the information from uh, from two different sources, like my eyes and also the ear as well. So, so yeah, this is um, the industry. Like, of course, it is changing; it is evolving. But that doesn't mean the paperback industry or the physical book industry is uh, going, uh, not doing anything, right? So, right, it, right. it is also performing. Yeah, see, I found that part interesting, right? How you uh, listen to it while you're reading it. That is very interesting because it kind of makes it, you know, I never thought of it. I'll be honest. I did never thought about that. But thinking about it, it might actually make it easier because as you're going through it, you're listening to it. So it's almost like you're following along 
with the story while mm. someone else is reading it to you. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting perspective, and I actually got to try that myself because I'm kind of curious to know how that goes. But moving on to the next part is that so why books? Like, why did you get into this industry? Yeah, sure, you found success, but it's not like you woke up one day and said, "Okay, my business failed." but I'm going to get into the books and that's going to be successful. There must've been mm -hmm. something that drove you there. So, um, I would say that, uh, of course, when my first business failed, I had a lot of bills to pay. I was in a, a debt of more than $5,000. I was 19 at that time. And, uh, and then I had to do something like so that I can pay my bills. I, my my landlord used to call me every single day that hey, when are you gonna be paying mm -hmm. your rent for like last three months? Like I didn't pay that, so um, uh, I was searching online how to make money online, and I found out that me, with the help of self publishing and pu writing books and publishing book, uh, I could do that. So um, this was the turning point. Uh, this is the the time when I actually came into the publishing industry back then I never knew that I would be starting my own publishing firm uh, initially it was all about myself writing books uh, making passive income royalties from there but um, things have changed a lot like since since then like now of course it is uh, 11 years in uh, I've seen so many ups and downs in the industry. I've seen so many things changing. And after chat GPT itself, like things have, are changing drastically in the publishing industry. So we are trying our best to evolving along with the industry so that we can also deliver the best results for our clients. Yeah, you brought up a good point there with chat GPT. It was not even something I thought of, but now that you brought it up, you got a point there. How is that affecting your business? How is it changing the uh, landscape? Yeah, so for example, um, most of the people like who used to um, not having a time or not having a skill set, what they used to do is uh, they used to hire a ghostwriter and these ghostwriter um, can easily interview them, understand their vision, their message and ideas and stories, and then they can write the book for them in their authentic voice. This is what the industry is still right now. Uh, but after ChatGPT, I think that in uh, one or two years, things are going to be changing a lot. Um, ChatGPT has the potential to replace the ghostwriting industry. It means that uh, ChatGPT could be the 21st century ghostwriter, very advanced and very um, uh, like like have, having a lot of information uh, can really change the game because it can do the research on your behalf. It can have all the information, like it can do the uh, research on the different platform. So basically, uh, after ChatGPT, some people, of, I'm not saying that the, all of the people like who are moving towards ChatGPT to write a book, uh, like who used to prefer ghostwriting, but I think in the next one or two years, it could change. So that's why like, we have also introduced new packages in our program where um, people can actually, uh, like we have a proper training on how they can write an entire book using ChatGPT. So, so yeah, like this is how we are trying to change uh, along with the industry. Right. So in a sense, from what I'm hearing is that uh, what you're doing is evolving by instead of uh, continuing to 
do it where you're publishing the books. You're showing, you're going to be teaching people how they can use ChatGPT to publish their own books. Is that, so, do I understand that right? Not just the publishing. So they can just simply use ChatGPT to write the book. And then we take care of all the other steps. So in writing, publishing, and marketing, there's so many sub-steps involved. So for example, once they do the writing, then editing, proofreading, cover designing, formatting, uh, ISBN number, prize and strategies, keywords, categories, and we publish the book, distribute the book, then we market, we get sales reviews, we help with the PR, like getting on podcast and all this kind of stuff. Now, this is the entire process, and it takes a lot of time, like six months to nine months. Now, with the help of ChatGPT, uh, they can write the book themselves, and then we can take care of all the other steps, like remaining steps, like we can take care of that. Now, with this package, they're going to be saving at least three times the money that they used to spend with the ghostwriting because ghostwriting is expensive like hiring a really good ghostwriter who can understand you and write the book for you in your authentic voice can be expensive but with the help of chat gpt like and if you are going to be the using the right kind of prompts then it can be like a really good ghostwriter who can understand you and write the book for you in your authentic voice so this is what we have been doing they will be writing the book we'll take care of all the other steps Right, right. Um, that's interesting, right? Like, is yeah, I guess. I, I guess when you know, you're right. Once you write the book, you have the book in hand. What do you do with it? So there's obviously a process with that. Then, um, well, that's interesting. Now, who is your typical clientele? Like, who, who's you know? Because I, I don't believe that uh, you know. When everybody gets into it, they're going to say, "Who are you going to service?" I'm going to service everybody, and mm. we know that really doesn't you know go the way that people think. It's not mm. you're serving everybody you're actually serving nobody so yeah, i find yeah, yeah. people tend to have a niche or a certain type of person a certain avatar as i'll call it of the type of person that reaches out to them or they reach out to that sort of fits that uh you know that 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 preliminary uh person right so who what would you say your avatar would be or who's your typical client um so let me first of all tell you who are not our clients. So those people who are trying to write a fiction book, they are not our clients. Those people who want to write a book, but they don't know why they want to write a book are not our clients. Those people like who want to write a book, but don't know how they would be using the book to uh, grow their business, get more clients, build their brand. They are not our clients. Now, that being said, like we are, um, our clientele are those type of people like who uh, most of the time they already have uh, established business. These people could be coaches, consultants, speakers, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and now they want to take their business to the next level using the book. They have a message. They have um, an authentic voice and they want to, sh they want to share the entire information and package it into, a, into form of a book. They are, they know exactly why they want to write a book, uh, maybe for the lead generation, maybe for, to get more speaking gigs, maybe to get more coaching clients, whatever the reason is, they are clear on their purpose and why, how they would be using the book. So these are our target, uh, like typical clientele, like who we are serving for the last 10 years. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, which brings up another point, right? Like um, when you do this service, right? Like from what I understand, um, you're an author yourself, right? And I believe you achieved the uh, bestseller status. Yep. Unpack that. What did that look like? How did that happen? Yeah, so um, 
when we specifically talk about the uh, the marketing and the bestseller um of course making the book bestseller depends on exactly like uh, if you talk about like you want me to break down the entire process first of all we need to understand then that there are different places where you can become bestseller the first could be amazon bestseller which is not very difficult uh, you need to do the right research and find out those categories that can Uh, be suitable for your niche and uh, find out how many sales the number one book is getting in that category for example if you are writing a book about entrepreneurship and if uh, the number one book is getting around 500 sales in a day so your goal is to get more than 500 sales in a day so that you can outrank the number one book and you can become number one bestseller so that's how you become bestseller in amazon uh, on the amazon platform the second is Wall Street Journal or USA Today uh, bestseller. So in this platform, you uh, these are kind of a weekly uh, bestseller list. Like they 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 create weekly bestseller list. So for that, you have to get around six thousand plus sales in a week. And once you do that, there is ninety nine point nine nine percent chance that you would be hitting bestseller on Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. Uh, then again, there's another bestseller platform called New York Times, which is one of the most prestigious one. So in that, like, it is very unpredictable. Of course, you need to get a lot of sales, like more than fifteen thousand sales in a week. But at the same time, that doesn't guarantee that you would be selected as a New York Times bestseller. It also, um, uh, the New York Times editors also sees, um. which kind of publicity you are getting like you have to get on traditional media like newspapers podcast and all the different at the same time uh, there's some uh, you need sometimes i've seen that some authors have some connections with new york times editors or some publishers have connections with new york times editors and then they uh, just because they have a good connection or network they um, allow uh, these books or these authors to become new york times bestseller so There are a lot of things happens in New York Times, so we don't guarantee that. In our program, like we we help people uh, become Amazon bestseller, Wall Street Journal bestseller, and USA Today bestsellers. Gotcha. There now, with everything, right? Every business, every journey has you know some successes, some failures. Um, some people see failures as learning opportunities. Some people get defeated. You're still in the business, so obviously you didn't allow it to defeat you. Name one of those, uh, you know, pro- th- things that happened to you in the process where, you know, it didn't quite go as you expected, and you know, it's kind of one of those. Uh, now, I don't want to say complete failure, but I want to say it's sort of like it was a letdown. And how did you overcome it? And how, what did you do to, you know, improve upon? Yeah. So um, our business had a massive uh, hit during COVID. Um, Surprisingly, we were getting a lot of leads back then because people were at home and they wanted to write a book, and they were booking calls with us. They were we were getting a lot of leads, but um, for for uh, several uh, days or weeks or months, like we were not getting new clients because people were holding their money. Like yeah. they had the money, but they were holding the money. They were not subscribing to our programs, so. of course it was very very tough cha- tough time for the entire business for the company for the team uh, but of course like we uh, for me specifically i know that uh, this business is 
kind of a medium to serve my uh, family feed my family feed my like serve my team members as well their families as well so for me uh, i knew that i had to keep it going i had to push through it uh, we had to do a lot a lot of follow up calls to uh, to of course close some of the deals so that we can so that business can keep on going uh, of course there are a lot of times uh, we have seen these type of problems but uh specifically for me like i'm more about uh if you don't quit you can't lose like so we just keep on going and uh for me specifically like quitting is not an option um this is uh, that's why like we're in the business for over a decade now Yeah, you know what I agree with you. I love that that insight there because it is so true. You never really lose or fail until you stop doing it. So it's when you yeah. quit is when you failed. So if you never quit, you never fail. It's really yeah. that simple. So I love that. And I love how the fact that you found a challenge and you just kept going, you figured out a way around it. Now, I, again, I agree. I can see why uh people were uh, more reserved during COVID. I mean, let's be honest. People uh it was new. It was cha- it was way out of the ordinary. and mm. people got scared right and then how long do they have to hold on to the cash for will they uh, lose their job will it be permanent how long is this going to last and nobody knows and they're worried about paying their mortgages and paying their bills right like so i can understand why they're holding back but uh, again sometimes uh you know those challenging times are the times that opportunities come in and sometimes that's where you find the new you know new path a new opportunity and and not many many people in recessions have become very successful and build their wealth during yeah. recessions right mm-hmm. so sometimes it's uh you can always look at things in two ways behold uh, you know watch out look at the opportunity behold the opportunity or beware whoa step back right so again everyone has their own choice of which way you want to look at it but uh when you look for the opportunity you know there, i don't believe in luck there's so, too many people mm-hmm. say oh i got lucky no 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 you found the luck you looked for the opportunity you recognized the opportunity and then you created your luck by going after that opportunity and that mm-hmm. is my perspective on things and everyone's different but with that being said so yeah i i love how you got this i love how you brought the covid part up because i was going to ask that as well now there's one thing i want to bring up about and you kind of somewhat answered this already but uh now i found that today the ability to use a book like a book in the past in my opinion where people used it to learn and read and uh, of course it was just a way of you know building knowledge and growing but i find today there's an extra layer to that because now i think a book is better than a business card you give a person a business card and they're going to throw it out nobody cares they'll take it what happens is when you when you give them the business card they'll take it they'll uh, have good intentions with it but if it's a female we'll say she'll put it in the bottom of her purse and she'll forget about it a few days go by whatever goes by and then all of a sudden she goes into her purse finds a stack of business cards she won't remember who she wanted to talk to who she didn't she won't know any of those business cards she just remembers getting them and where do they go garbage right cuz got to keep you know just clear things out so then what ends up popping is now when she's looking for you won't remember that it was you she's going to find somebody else so that whole networking thing went down the tubes unless you know how to follow up right but The other thing is when you give them a book no one's going to throw that book away even if they don't read it at the very worst case scenario they'll pass it on to someone who thinks they think that could use that at the, that's the very worst case scenario 
So somewhere along the line, someone has that book in their hand. So I think that goes a long way. So where I'm going with this is, what's your perspective in terms of using books for branding and for uh, networking? Yeah, nowadays, like specifically in the digital age, um, to get a new client, it's all about winning the trust of um, the prospect. And if you can win the trust of the prospect and make them convinced that this person can really help me out, really help me solve my problem or challenge or help me go from point A to point B, then sale happens, right? And then, of course, they want to do business with you. Business, like having a book or writing a book is one of the medium to generate an instant trust. It can generate an instant authority that you know about the topic, you know exactly what you're talking about, and uh, they see you as an authority in your industry. So uh, Brian Tracy also said that, that to uh, establish your authority, you need to write a book because in authority word itself, there's an author. So, um, so it's all about that. And again, you mentioned that uh, um, having a book is kind of a really, really hybrid um, um, business card or visiting card. People, even though they are not reading it, they can keep it in the shelf and sometimes they can just go through it. So it can help you. Like how many people like we meet are authors, right? So. Yes. This is why uh, people see authors differently. They, um, even though, like, um, I'm not saying whether the author is legitimate or not, but people see you as an authentic person that you have written a book on the topic and you must know about the topic. That's why you wrote in the book. So that's the perception it is. Uh, same goes, like, it's kind of a PR thing, like a very, very advanced level of PR. If you write a book, uh, and specifically if you become a best-selling author, it's, it's a very prestigious tag that you can get that can help you win more trust of the client and eventually help you win more businesses from them. 1,000%, I agree with that. And, and, and that's the point, right? Because it gives you that authority, like you said, right? Because no one's going to talk about a topic they don't know anything about. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Oh. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to write a book. Um, I'm going to write a book about, uh, I don't know, making pizzas. I've never made a pizza in my life. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to write a book about it. Nobody does that. Right. So, well, I mean, I know how to make pizzas, but besides the point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. about, And that is exactly the key point. Right. So you build uh, authority there and you build brand by doing it. So I love that. Mm. Now, with that being said, you, you must have some uh, good success stories uh, about clients who ha you have worked with. Would you like to share a couple? Yeah, sure. So, um, so for example, uh, we recently worked with um, this client called Vance Hilderman. He is in the aviation industry. We This is the first time we got a client from like in the aviation industry. And he, again, he wanted to establish authority in his industry. Um, specifically for his book, he told me that there are very, very few people who wants to go through the book. Like uh, he mentioned that in entire world, there could be only maybe maximum 5,000 people who would be uh, wanting to read his book, right? And wanna, are interested in this specific topic I'd, because it was a very technical um, very sub niche project, 
in in aviation in aviation project in aviation industry so uh when we worked with him like of course we were not sure exactly how we would be promoting it but of course we did the we did the cover we did the the publishing marketing and that book became bestseller uh we got a lot of reviews and uh, he got more than 1000 sales in the first week and wow. uh, and yeah like we also have a testimonial from him like on our website but he was very very happy with the project basically what the book did again it helped me establish his authority in the industry it did a massive help in the personal branding for him so um, this is one of the client uh, another client uh his name was dr john bird like he was a former ceo of dexcom which is a 40 billion dollars company he started his own company called lysolin which is uh a natural alternative to insulin to cure diabetes so um he started this company and he wanted to write a book to explain to the audience that how lysolin works what's the uh what goes in the in the making of a lysolin how it cures diabetes and it became a massive success it the book was a number one bestseller in diabetes category it got a lot of sales reviews and it also helped him help him get on tv press and media and he was able to um but i like get a lot a lot of customers like paying customers of his product um through his book itself so again these are the some of the ways like people are using it to uh take their business to the next level get more speaking gigs build their brand and generate more clients i absolutely love that now every business has some challenges or challenging clients uh mm-hmm. what i was going to say is how do you how, how like i'm sure you've you've come across some challenging clients how do you handle them uh the first thing that we do is we try not to accept them as a client so this is um, one of the rule that we try to do and uh, you know like when you get on a discovery call with them you get a feeling that this client is going to be very difficult eventually and sometimes like when the client is really really good then of course you will get that feeling on the call so that's why we don't have any payment button right away on the website first of all they have to apply for um to work with us right so they have to ask some of the questions and then once we accept those answers then of course we go on a call with them understand their book idea their what's their goal and if we see that this person is a fit then and only we take them as a client um so initially like we used to take all the clients but now we are very very selective in getting clients so now how we deal with um how we had deal with um difficult clients are um i've seen that uh, even though they are the clients are very demanding and they have kind of very very crazy expectations from us being polite and responding to the emails or messages or questions in less than 24 hours and always be there for them um really helps us like stand out from the crowd crowd and uh, we have also got really good testimonials and feedback reviews from these difficult clients as well where these people had some really crazy expectations but still like we always try like if we can do that then of course we do that but if we don't 
if you are not able to do it then of course we tell them that hey this is not the part of the contract or agreement that we have signed um and yeah like they they understand it right and in case if they don't understand it then we simply defund for what they were looking for and then of course we we, we don't want to work with them so yeah these are the different ways that we we like we used to deal with these difficult clients makes sense i love how you have a screening process now and a discovery call you know because that you know because it's not just about whether or not it works for you but it's also yeah. if it doesn't work for them and they get that on the discovery call then you know what it saves everybody's time then rather than trying to make everything work when it's not really a good fit right so exactly i love that uh in light of time, I'm going to get down to the last couple of questions, and uh, then we'll go into what I call the lightning round. So mm-hmm. my second last question is going to be, how do you know you've had a successful day? Yeah, for me, uh, specifically, um, I try to plan my day um, one day before. So, for example, tomorrow I'm going to be planning uh, today itself, right? Um, before going to the bed. And I always try to create, um, like at least top three tasks for, for today. And, uh, um, number one is the most important, right? It's kind of a, the, the one thing that is gonna, that is one of the most important thing to do in the, uh, like in, in the entire day. So if I'm able to do, all the top three things, then of course, a massive success. Like I'm really, really happy. But even if I'm able to do the, the one thing, right, the, the first priority task, like I am happy, I'm satisfied with it. So for me, like I don't work a lot, right? I uh, try not to work more than five to six hours. Like I have a one-year-old baby boy and uh, he takes most of my time. Uh, but that's why like i i've limited my my work schedule of course i after like five four to five hours like i i get on calls or podcast but after that of course like i spend uh my time with my family with my wife with my baby so i have to be very selective on on exactly what kind of task i'm, I'm going to be doing and i eliminate a lot of different tasks that are not very important or urgent so i try to delegate them i try to eliminate them at all like completely and i only focus on those tasks which can really take my business um to the next level so yeah this is what my uh way of like um making the the entire day success gotcha love that so last but not least before the lightning round is gonna be for people who are interested in reaching out to you and getting to know more about your business or getting or interested in being hum, being a client or want to reach out for whatever reason, where would they go to find you? Um, if they specifically want to talk to me, then I'm pretty much active on LinkedIn. If they're going to be searching on Vikrant Shaurya on Google, I think the first link is going to be for LinkedIn. If they want to work with uh, us and they have a book idea, they want to write a book, publish a book, we can help you out. Uh, simply visit authorsonmission.com. And we have plenty of testimonials on our website. Case studies are there. Success stories are there. If you think that this is a fit for you, you can apply to work with us, book a call with us. And then if you see that we are both are a fit, then of course, uh, we would love to uh, welcome you and onboard you and 
take your book idea and turn it into number one bestseller. So yeah, simply visit authorsonmission.com. Fantastic. That's fantastic. So with that being said, now let's get into the lightning round, which is just a few fun questions. Like the first one's going to be, what is your favorite food and why? Yeah, for favorite food, of course, I would say uh, uh, homemade food. Like I, I'm not very choosy or not picky exactly which food. Sometimes I like sweet. Sometimes I like, uh, I don't like sweet. So uh, I just try like... Uh, for example, if I'm fed up with um, eating just home-based food, like I, we go out or we order something from out. So I'm not very picky on exactly which food is. But yeah, I, I like pizza. I like um, homely-based Indian foods. So yeah, this is what I like. Gotcha. Uh, favorite travel spot? I have visited uh, some different places uh, in the world, but I really uh, loved Maldives. And uh, I also love Dubai as well. Nice. Nice. Uh, favorite book or podcast? Uh, I would say my favorite book is uh, The One Thing. Um, which is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Gary Keller. It's all about, oh, Gary, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's all about like how to prioritize and exactly focus on just one task and achieve more in less in less time so yeah i would say the number one the one thing is my gotcha. favorite book. gotcha okay uh last but not least if you had unlimited amount of money for 48 hours what you spend you get to keep what you don't spend you lose what would you do e. um I think like if I have an unlimited amount of money and if I can just keep it for uh, 48 hours, I'll try to change some of the system like healthcare system, education system. Um, and I'll try to uh, also uh, like I, I, maybe I'm going to be donating it to poor people. So if I can just keep it for 48 hours, like if I have unlimited amount of money, so those people, like they are still, I think more than fifty percent of the people, like who are not able to have just even a single meal in the entire day. Like more than fifty percent of the people in the world. So maybe I, if I can help them uh, by providing them food, shelter, then I would be doing it. Great answer, you know. And and so far, I'm batting a hundred percent. I've never gotten somebody who said to me that they're going to like, you know what, for example, when I turn around and I'll say, uh, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? Everyone says, I'll pay off my mortgage or buy a house, a bigger house. Yeah. I'll uh, buy a Ferrari or buy a Lamborghini or whatever. And you know, deep down, that's the answer they feel they should say, not really the answer of what they really want. Now, when I changed it and word it the way I did, that takes mm. off that pressure. Then you get right. the desires that people really have of what they really want to do. So that's why I word yeah. it that way. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It's been fantastic. Thank you, John. It was really, really fun talking to you. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below.